There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. I would like to introduce it to you. So joining us over the phone all the way from India is Anita Vacharanjani, author of Amrita Shergill, Rebel with a Paintbrush. It's an illustrated book about the life and work of the Indian-Hungarian painter Amrita Shergill, who lived an incredible life in the early 20th century before passing away at the early age of 28. I mean, I've not actually heard of Amrita before, but I am looking forward to hearing more. Hi, Anita. Hi, Annabelle. Thank you so much for joining us on Talking of Books. It's lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be able to talk about Amrita a little more. So I have not heard of her before and I feel awful, but I'm hoping that you can enlighten me. I was delighted to discover your book. Is it just my personal ignorance or is this a common response? Um, it is something of a common response outside of India. Even within India, when I first told people that I was writing a book on Amrita Shergill, um, I often got the response, oh, is that the writer? Because there's another Amrita Pritam, who's also a famous writer, uh, the, the part of the reason is that Amrita Shergill died so early. She died at 28. So, and she did leave behind a small but impressive bunch of paintings, about 175 of them. But it's still, uh, you know, she didn't get a chance to really grow and develop her art and be known across the world. So it's not you. It's Amrita and it's life, you know, it's circumstances. Okay, I feel um, a little bit also, better. It, it, <laughs> also, the, the Indian government in around 1978 uh, declared her work a part of a national treasure. So her works can't really be taken outside this country as a matter of buying and selling. They can be exhibited and they have to come right back. So part of the reason is that uh, very few of her paintings have been found, many of her paintings, but very few of late have been found in Europe, which is, where, which is when they can be bought and sold. So she's not a very world-famous artist in that sense. It's great that you've written this book and you're shining some more light on her. I mean, what drew you initially to her? What was it that you found out about Amrita? Do you remember the moment where you thought, I must write more about this woman, I must find out about her, and I must share this with the world? Right. Um, actually, there was a little uh, slightly different agenda to it. Um, I love books on art for children. And I feel bad that most of the narratives are of Western artists. And I really wanted to tell a story of an Indian artist. And it, by a happy coincidence, she happens to be a woman artist, which is really a wonderful opportunity. But there's a painting of hers called Group of Three Girls which always stuck in my mind. And I, the, the moment I got a chance to write about someone and the publisher was okay about writing about an Indian woman artist, um, I knew that I wanted to write about the artist who painted that painting. But I honestly didn't know much about her. And the research process was very illuminating and fun and disturbing and, you know, everything mixed up together. Because she was, she flourished at a time that you wouldn't expect her to. And, and she, she did things in that time that, you know, would be difficult for a woman in India today. Um, was she the classic kind of tortured artist? Um, when she did lead a life, much like any of ours, with, a, with dark moments and moments of despair and depression, but Amrita herself absolutely had a tremendous enthusiasm for life. She loved colourful saris, she loved Indian handlooms, she loved dressing well, even when she was in Paris. She studied in Paris. By the way, she was the first Indian student to study at L'Ecole des Beaux-Arts or the School of Fine Arts in, um, in Paris. Um, she loved 
earrings and she loved jewelry she loved looking beautiful she loved partying she was one of those people who believed in working intensely getting done with a few paintings or one painting and then uh, having a good time like she would party she would dance so and there were moments of deep dark despair but that's probably you know now with all the mental health awareness that all of us have we we all know that it's part of all of our life stories you know but she wasn't a tortured artist in the sense that she was a very determined artist she was not a who took work her work very seriously but she was someone with a great enthusiasm for life and that's the feeling i'd like people to take away about her to anybody listening to this, we are talking about Amrita Shergill, Rebel with a Paintbrush, a book about the artist Amrita Shergill. And we're speaking to Anita Vacharanjani about it, who is the author of this book. Rebel with a Paintbrush is the subtitle, Anita. And I just wanted to unpack that rebel side of it. What was it about her that made her rebellious? Well, actually, she was just a very, very, very determined and self-sort of determined person right from when she was a little kid. You know, there's this moment where she talks about how she hated uh, doing art. And this is, I'm talking about someone who lived in, who was born in 1913. She hated coloring or, um, you know, filling in pictures done by adults for her. When she was about six or seven, she was very determined that she would draw by herself. And she was always into drawing and she was she always had a strongly rebellious streak she got thrown out of two different schools um she was homeschooled for the latter part of her life and then she joined uh, the academy of fine arts um but there was this streak that if something was correct and to be done for just for the sake of promoting her career she would not do it if she really genuinely had a tremendous courage of conviction and i think in the context of the world as it is people with a strong courage of their convictions often seem rebellious to the rest of us so apart from her lifestyle you know and how it was there's also the very fact that she was very strong in her opinions about art and that was something that didn't go down very well with her colleagues and others around her she sounds so like that's a... when, what i mean when i talk Yes, yeah, she, she sounds she sounds like a phenomenal character. And one of the things that surprised me when I was uh, reading the book was actually looking at some of the paintings that she'd produced in one part of her life and then looking at them later and just the sheer disbelief that they were actually painted by the same person. Does it do you right. do you explain why there is this big difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, what happened in her life to change her painting so drastically? Right, so she was doing really well in the academic style that was taught at the Ecole in Paris. She was, she really was doing well. She got awards and a lot of recognition for someone very young. That was a great thing. But there was something within her, and this churning is there in all artists. It's just shocking that it happened so early in life to her. There was this churning within her that she wanted to do something very different. And part of her art education in Paris was to be taken to museums. various museums and one of them was the museum um jeune um i'm not sure i'm pronouncing it the right way it's the museum of asian art in paris and all that she saw there kind of kind of somewhere entered her head and she felt that this india is where she wants to go to learn more about art going forward after her degree was done with and when she came to india she felt that within herself something had changed that her art had become to quote her more fundamentally indian whatever that meant to her you know so you see a drastic change in her style everything starts becoming flatter more mural like 
And my personal feeling is that she was working towards a greater sense of abstraction. So Amrita began painting around the age of 16 or 17, formerly at the Arcole at the in Paris, and she died at 28. So in just about six to eight years, um, you know, we, we have this tremendous growth and change in her work, which usually happens to artists, like, say, uh, over a 20-year arc. Here's someone who's so young and whose work changes so dramatically. And for me, um, it was a great talking point, an entry point into the book, because this book is tr primarily for young, young adults, so like 13 and above. And I was showing the book to a bunch of kids. And I was showing prints to, um, of Amrita's work to a bunch of kids. And they all had the same observation. How could someone who could paint so well, and they're talking about the academic style, yeah. start painting so badly, you know, in the more flat and mural-like style? So I wanted to talk about that change without using art jargon, art history jargon. Um, and I hope I've been able to do that to some extent, to just mark the change of her arc and the change in her, um, in her style by showing her art and talking about her influences but not using too much art history kind of jargon. I was I was actually about to ask you about the younger audience response to Am Amrita's story. Right. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, their reaction is, why did it get so bad? I mean, there's nothing like the honesty of young readers. <laughs> yes, yes, it's lovely. So unfortunately... And what I'd like to... Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying that I take this book to a lot of schools and I love putting up... Uh, very different styles of Amrita's paintings just next to one another for the kids. And I love their responses. And it's strange. Some of them absolutely love the academic style and some of them absolutely love the flat style. They respond to it right from inside, you know? And it's beautiful to watch that process. Sorry, you were saying. No, I was just saying, it's such a shame. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up uh, now. Uh, but I would love to talk to you more about Amrita Shergill and this wonderful book that you've produced, Rebel with a Paintbrush. It's a shame that she okay. has... Passed away, she passed away at 28 because, like, like you say, she could have produced so much more if she'd had longer right. to, to do it. So it's interesting to think about what she'd be working on now. But we'll leave that for another day. Thank you so much for joining us on Talking of Books, Thank Anita. Thank you so much, Annabelle. Right, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Anita Vatarandani, their author of Amrita Shergill, Rebel with a Paintbrush. It is a book about the incredible life of a wonderful Indian-Hungarian painter called Amrita Shergill, who I didn't know about until a few days ago. Do check that out. It's aimed for ages 18, um, 13 and up, but I found it wonderful because, like she said, it avoids a lot of the artistic jargon that sometimes can just go straight over my head. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.